At the starting of the week At Summit Talks you'll hear them speak It's only Monday Negotiations breaking down See those leaders start to frown It's sword and gun day Tomorrow never comes until it's too one down, two to go. All right, well, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, hopefully I won't keep y'all too long and everything. Well, hey, y'all, welcome to the Undone Podcast. I appreciate y'all coming on. Yeah, glad to be here. Um, this has been, uh, uh, we've been chatting back and forth for a couple of weeks, and I got to say, most Texas emails ever. Yes. They're like, it could be they four are. sentences, but it's got 37 y'alls. And <laughs> I started a batch of chili last night just so I'd fit in. Well, like, so. I was, like I was showing you earlier, I got the uh, Bernie Sanders lapel pin just to show my, yeah, you know. reaching for, out. Yeah, Vermont, Florida, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I... Like talking about, you know, the regional differences between Texas and Vermont in the Northeast, uh, it, it has been the, the last year. Uh, there's no time existing in coronavirus, right? And it's, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for y'all, let, let me ask y'all this, you know, uh, starting with Lily, uh, how was your 2020? Uh, so I work in the theater industry. <laughs> so pretty shit um i actually was working on a show and everything got shut down uh we came in and then it was done uh and then i uh i had a another job so i fell back on that um which was really nice uh but i know a lot of my brothers and sisters they don't. They don't have other jobs, and so they kind of scrambled. And a lot of us went into like carpentry, um, or just on unemployment, waiting for theater to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as my dad says, I can't sit still. So I currently have three jobs, um, and I go to the gym and I do this podcast. So. <laughs> Oh, I was, I was I thought if the I'm... podcast was going to be one of them, if anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is why we set aside whole days to just record yeah. all day. Oh, the, um, the, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Lucas? Uh, it's been a mixed bag. So um, where I am, my, my wife and I, this uh, last year, bought a small homestead in Vermont. Uh, we got about 10 and a half acres. We grow a lot of our own food and that takes up a lot of my time. Um, but I also, to pay the mortgage, have a crappy retail job and that has been a nightmare. Um, like I'm back in therapy kind of nightmare. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, the the anxiety levels and of people not complying with anything related to the virus. Uh, I have to wake up in the morning and do a health check uh, on my phone before I can go to work. And like, I literally, the computer will not let me clock in unless I have answered a questionnaire swearing that I don't have uh, said virus. And uh, so, you know, on one hand, I'm, I'm rolling down the hill to this crap job. Um, and on the other hand, I'm, uh, I'm sitting in the middle of nowhere, absolutely beautiful, uh, writing uh, very silly podcast episodes. Right. Well, I love so. them. I love them. I love y'all's pink tax episode and the geology oh, episode. Lily did a great you. job on that <laughs> one. You know, and I want y'all to respond to a statement. 
And uh, first word that comes to your mind or first couple of words, America is the best country in the world. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, no, can't, can't, uh, I, no, I can't. Uh, yeah we're i mean i mean if we want to get right into it i'll I'll often introduce myself as a leftist nut job Uh, (laughs) like it's um it's not the best country in the world um but they are very successfully using capitalism i can say that you know if you're tired and scared that you can't pay your rent then you can't tear the system down uh so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> makes it a little hard when you got to be at the nine to five and you know yeah actually tear the system down by you know the, the end of the night yeah um uh, oh yeah i just no, I, I think america has potential to be a wonderful country it is a it's it's populated with wonderful people it is a, a wonderful landscape uh, set on a broken system mm-hmm. yes i would i would agree with that i actually just got into a discussion the other day with one of my coworkers about gun control because the Colorado shooting had just happened. Um, and our, our country does not have gun control. Like (laughs) it does, it doesn't anyone who's like, Oh yeah, these are the systems in place. And I'm like, no, don't, (laughs) don't talk to me. Well, um, I'm already getting, I'm already getting red faced. I already. (laughs) So let me interject for a second. Cause as y'all both know, I'm in Texas. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a lefty as well. You know, I voted for Bernie Sanders not only in 2020, uh, wrote his name in, and then 2016, I wrote uh, wrote him in um, there as well. But in Texas, guns are everywhere. I'm a gun owner. Guns are a embedded in Texas culture and seem to be embedded at, at large in the United States culture. Very much in Vermont yes. as well. Yes. Uh, Vermont, New Hampshire. It's well, um, yeah, New Hampshire is the live free or die state. Uh, <laughs> they have an op- they're open carry, though. They, yeah. You can walk into a Walmart with your gun mm. in the back of your pants, which I don't understand because someone could literally just take it out of the back of your pants. <laughs> I, I literally stood and stared at this man for a solid two minutes thinking about this because I was like, why did this make sense to you? Yeah. <laughs> with, with that being said, I'm, I mean, you, this is how we know things are going back to normal. When yeah. I don't even, because uh, I'm already expecting, I imagine y'all are already expecting the next one to happen. Yeah. What do y'all think is the solution? At the very least, what I know is that the current track that we're on by putting our hands up and saying, well, hey, we can't do anything. There's nothing we can do is not the solution because it's leading to to, to more unnecessary um, death. I wish I could I wish I could remember who wrote this. I saw it this morning or, or yesterday. But I think uh, to get a gun, you should only be able to do it one day a year or one day every two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're standing in line, nobody can give you water. And you know if it's if it's such a right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, So actually, this was part of my conversation. Uh, It was, I think we should ban automatic and semi-automatic weapons uh, and have like an exchange. So you like bring in your weapons and they give you a certain amount of money or a broadsword. And then I was like, and then... And then as a bonus, you get a gun safe for all your other weapons that you haven't traded in. (laughs) So like, 
but like the, uh, I think it was Australia or New Zealand. They did that. Australia. And it, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, there's been no mass shootings since they no. did that. Yep. And all it took and was a bunch of dead they kids. Just, <laughs> they didn't ban all guns. They just banned, you know, semi-automatic weapons and auto- like, I don't think that a shotgun should be banned because honestly it'd be so awkward if you were trying to shoot up something using a shotgun you'd be like hold on gotta reload you know (laughs) and by that time someone will tackle you (laughs) so there i'm i'm in the the boat that the government really needs to step up and create a program i'm not anti-gun per se especially considering you know where i live and how i supplement my income by growing food and selling food and and uh if there's a you know a literal fox in the hen house, I, I have to do something about it, and you know a good stern talking to isn't effective if with a you fox. You can't just go no like yeah. dog, you know like don't do that again. It doesn't work. Yeah. Well, so why other than like the prevalence of guns in America, it, it seems like like we just you know talked about there are guns in Australia, New Zealand. Um, you know, uh, Switzerland, Sweden, there's another, uh, uh, I imagine a few more industrialized nations that I can name off the top of my head. It seems to be a uniquely American problem though. You know, is it, what if culturally speaking, do you think Americans are violent? Yes. <laughs> in a word, yes. Um, why? I, I, in, entitled. <laughs> I think that it, it I think that it really stems from the constant, the right to bear arms. I have the right to own a gun. Mm. It comes from the right. I have the right. So it's entitlement. They're like, I have this right. And, and that just the ego, <laughs> I think that is really a part of it is that like, we really play on America's the best country. Mm. We're awesome. We have the right to do this and this and this. And it really inflates and we're driven in our education system to love America. Indoctrination. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I never get that one out. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh... and, and it's true. We start from kindergarten pledge allegiance. Mm-hmm. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Now, what other thing has has done that in history? <laughs> I'm just gonna put that one out there. Is like, what other group did that? Mm-hmm. And just we'll let that settle in. <laughs> well, you know, to, to to jump in that subject, this is really why I wanted to bring y'all on. Is is you know the there's two components of this question I have. First, you know, one y'all being an education podcast, yeah, help education, it's, quote unquote, and, <laughs> with the twist, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and um, it, it seems that you know whether or whether it was doing this podcast, I have learned just as much as I did in college, if not more. In fact. Um, talking and having conversations with people it's it so for y'all one did y'all see a lack in people's you know learned ability to where they're just drones and their nine to fives or their retail jobs or service jobs that it, they they shut off what is motivating y'all to do this 
Well, uh, and tell me if I'm wrong, Lily, but like both of us have these personalities where we do love learning. And at the sort of beginning of our friendship, we were constantly sending interesting things back and forth to each other. And I've been sitting on the idea of partial credit for a while, trying to find, yeah, trying to find somebody to work on this with. And And I think we just, um, we really wanted to engage each other in conversation more than the time we had allotted <laughs> mm-hmm. um and it was mostly that we're like hey do other people think like this do <laughs> do other people like want to learn like this do other people delve into a subject and just go for it and Lose don't it. sleep at night because they're so enthralled into that subject mm-hmm. Um, we we give each other assignments and she, I mean, she sent me something last week to tell me to write a small piece about it. And I just, I'm down a rabbit hole and I don't yeah. know how to write the 10 minute part that she wants. Uh, I know. I've, I've definitely done that. And he's like, Oh, here, uh, here, say this like two minute thing. And I'm like, but I know all of this other stuff. That <laughs> <is just like, laughs> I'm like waiting in the background. Um, and I think that's, what's great about, uh, our uh, play on each other is because we can interject and be like, hey, but what about this random fact? <laughs> um, but as a whole, I do believe our education system lets great things like our upcoming episode go through the cracks. Like a, a, a great inventor, no one, no one knows a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. pink tax. That's a huge, huge thing, especially as a woman. And especially just like growing up in a patriarchal society, like something you should be aware of. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really what motivates me is is just getting that awareness out there and educating people and, and hoping we get those people who are like us and want to expand our knowledge and just love to learn. Yeah. And, and she's mentioned an upcoming episode and it's why do we learn so much about Edison, but not tesla this is and yeah you know because 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 edison had the money and tesla died penniless yeah Uh, edison had the money to promote himself edison had the money to manipulate the information to get himself into the history books Mm -hmm. yeah i mean and one thing that i want to expand in our podcast is definitely overseas history Mm -hmm. uh in, in our school systems, we rarely talk about European history. Yeah. Like, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, so where in history did you get? And she was like, uh, we probably got to World War One." And I was like, <laughs> you know there's a, lo- a lot. <laughs> there's World War Two. <laughs> like, there was a huge war after that. Yeah. And I, we, as in my history class, we just got to the end of World War Two. That's... So, and she was amazed by that. Um, but we only talked about America's influence in World War Two. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that um, the, the saying, those who do not learn history are doomed to repeat it, I, I, I think it's increasingly true. Um, and, and I say that because 
in the Roaring Twenties, as I imagine you all know, uh, you know, there's, hey, everything was good, everything was great, um, up until, you know, Standard Oil and the public utility companies started, you know, robbing us from the back door, and then, and they were selling stocks that were absolutely worthless, and farmers were getting, you know, bent over by the banks, and, you know, all the trusts were, were yeah. popping up everywhere, yeah, you know, and um, I, I did a show last night with, um, with a guy that I think leans more on the right and that's libertarian. And when you talk about these things, you know, these, these, these ideas of breaking up these monopolistic and monopsonistic entities, um, it, it, we've done it before, you know, uh, we, whether, you know, it's the, the rising costs of college, whether it's the, um, you know, big tech or what, what, uh, whatever other oligarchy or, or monopoly you want to talk about. And when you tell people, you know, are, are y'all familiar with, uh, Pete, Pizza, not pizza, pizza. <laughs> that is, uh, or, or go ahead. No, oh, no, I was just going to say, educate me. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, so that is the program for international student assessment. And so that is given every 10 years um, to 15 year old students that test them in math, reading, and science. And I imagine y'all, y'all have y'all seen the, uh, the show, The Newsroom? Um, mm. I've watched, I think, one episode. I don't think I've seen I, I don't, it. I don't really have a lot of time. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. And, and, and so, it, essentially, that guy goes on a rant and talking about how America isn't the best country in the world. Because um, out of the 37 industrialized countries in the world, the United States only ranks in the top 10 in reading. In 2018, we ranked 8th in reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in math, y'all, do y'all know Actually where we're surprised at? it's that good? <laughs> uh, uh, we're low. We're low. Yeah, uh, we're number we're, number thirty. Yeah. Number yeah. thirty. Um, and in science, Not where surprised. do y'all think we are at? Probably like out of 20. how many countries? Out of thirty-seven. Out of thirty-seven. We're probably twenty. Yeah, I'd, I'd say dancing around twenty. You know, I'm actually. I was surprised when I read this one myself. We ranked 11th, up from 17, oh. up from 17 in 2015. So, um, you know, every good every, for the kids in the science. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but when we we talk about these stats, you know, I don't think that actually diagnoses the problem. If y'all could diagnose the problem, why are our students doing so poorly amongst their international peers? What do y'all think it is? <laughs> so uh, i can't remember her name it's gonna drive me crazy but it's it's tupac shakur's aunt uh she was actually a black panther uh she's still on the her. run oh my gosh okay. still um, on the run i think there's like a two million dollar bounty but loosely quoting her they're never going to give you the tools you need to overthrow the system yeah. they're 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 not going to educate you because that puts them at risk. So if you limit the access to no, uh, to knowledge, if you keep the working class stupid, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that the working class is stupid. I am the working class. Mm -hmm. But if you keep people it's without education, thing. they can overthrow you. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, it's Gloria Cox. I had to Google it. Thank you. Um, so. I think it's partly that and partly we throw so much money into the military. Mm -hmm. So much money. And yeah. uh, we do not fund teachers at enough at, at all. I'm sorry, but the, the fact that they get paid nothing, basically nothing, a, a 
barely livable wage to teach 30 children who all learn in different ways. Yeah. And it, it's, they're spread too thin. And as, so I think this was happening as I was going through school, they were closing down schools mm-hmm. and they've been closing down schools, especially in rural areas like Vermont, where kids have to now be bused an hour to a school. And I don't think that's, that's a great way because what happens is they have that hour ride home and then they have to do homework and they're just fried. They're just fried. And <laughs> I, I was talking to a 14 year old the other day and I went, how is school? And uh, she goes, Ugh, like a 14 year old does. Yep. And I go, what's the problem? Like, I didn't, I'm like, what, what's happening? She's like, I'm learning the same stuff. We teach our, the kids from like elementary school to middle school, the same thing. We just drill it into their head. And it's just this, and I, and I was thinking back and I went, I learned the same thing until high school. And then all of my high school teachers were like, wait, you don't know this? Didn't they teach you this in middle school? And I was like, no, they didn't. They taught us the same thing every single year. And I don't know anything. And now you're looking at me like I'm an idiot and I'm not. And then the same thing happens in college. They're like, you didn't learn this in high school. I'm like, no, I learned like this much because they had to reteach what we were supposed to be learning in middle school. Now I have been educated in one, two, three, four different states. Mm -hmm. And I actually got held back. Um, moving from Idaho. Oh, you're fired from the podcast. Um, You didn't know this, uh, but I got held back because my reading level was so low because I was in a mixed class in fifth grade. So it was fifth and sixth graders and it, and they expected everyone to be reading at a sixth grade level. And I was not, I was, Yeah, and yeah. so do you still do you still tr- struggle at all with it? Or? Yeah, I have to sound out all of my words. And... Is that why you stick with audiobooks mostly? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, sense, because I do have a little dyslexia. Um, it's all good. So when I read something, I have to go slower, or I like stutter when I read it out loud. Uh, so when you ask me to read stuff out loud, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that and practice it like a thousand times and I'll still mess it up. Uh, because my brain also processes the words faster than I can say them. Huh. And I don't know what that is, but they told me that. I was like, oh yeah, I'm like 8,000 steps ahead. And this is before I could drink coffee. So now I'm on coffee and it's like. Uh, 3,000 steps ahead you can feel the energy I can like feel the words you know Um, (laughs) but I think that's part of the problem is just there's no funding I went on a huge tangent I'm very sorry (laughs) I'm loving it I'm loving it what do you think part of the problem is yeah that's I think biggest problem is is funding and just literally lack of education about education Mm-hmm. Um, and how important it is. And I think well, and, that and we, has to do with what Lucas said is they don't want people to be too smart. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. easier. It makes their jobs easier. Yeah. Um, so just what's left out of history, you know, uh, the subject, you know, again, subjugation. Uh, 
holding down of native peoples um eradicating them like the real stories from our history is really troubling to me and a big big influence in my writing on the show um like did you guys learn about the internment camps in the u.s during don't call them internment camps they were concentration camps (laughs) they were that is branded they were were concentration camps i was being nice Um, i had a good history teacher so yeah i did (laughs) i also did because i was in hawaii at the time but if i was in new york i don't think i would have learned that I follow George Takei on Twitter, so I know all about that. Well, I actually, his cool. comic is great. You should read it. You told me this, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, um, I, I think I think a part of it is, uh, you know, you could go back to Woodrow Wilson and the Espionage Act, you know, that was utilized mm-hmm. to um, pretty much prevent the press from reporting on anything that was anti-American. Yep. And um, that included the Spanish flu, as we both know, uh, that the Spanish flu didn't start in Spain. It started in nope. Kansas. And um, it spread, you know, on the the front lines of uh, Western Europe via the U.S. military. And so... The infallible U.S. military. (laughs) You know, and I I think for for me in particular, there's there's two polling forces that, that COVID showed us. On one hand, that everything that they told us that wasn't possible is in fact possible. And... Yeah. And... On the other hand, the political will to do so is another problem. You know, um, there, there's uh, last year leading up to the 2020 election, I, I did a, a mini poll, 155 people, and I asked them a series of questions that I wanted to know what was on their minds. You know, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask y'all this. I want you to transplant yourselves to what <laughs> seems like yesterday for me. Because uh, it's just like one thing after another after another, you know, November election, then you've got, um, you know, COVID cases getting worse and, you know, uh, December, then January 6th happened. And then, you know, Biden yeah. was inaugurated. Yeah. And um, it just seems that, that the country is coming more apart, you know, as uh, right now, it, it's 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 funny, like you're talking about retail. I can only imagine the amount of people that, that come into those stores that are abusing that are abusing and harassing these these frontline service workers, you know. I was specifically called a fascist prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that I needed to find Jesus. <laughs> and, and so, it, you know, I hear things like this, and it, it you know, if, if I could diagnose something, I, I think, it, you know, things really started going wrong in the 80s because if you look if you pull up a graph of the 1981 reagan tax cuts it's correlation you know going down the tax burden on our top on our top uh income earners um and then lily reagan is a president that was he was president oh before you were born really i had no idea <laughs> and um and that's the thing is that reagan gets spared in the media he really does when in fact like uh, i i've people who know me tell uh, they'll say that you know will's gonna speak his mind well um i believe reagan destroyed the united states and the reason being is because he pretty much ingrained this bootstraps culture this individualistic cultural mindset that is on you the the onus is on the american person to to do well that the government should not provide a floor for for americans you know the um the pretty much denigrating people who, who take social welfare welfare queens you know came from him yeah and so anyways we we pull this graph up that slopes downward 
And then on another graph, we can see deaths of despair starting in the 90s, raising in the 1970s, they plateau, 80s, they tick up, and then the 90s, they just skyrocket. And so deaths of despair are defined as, you know, alcoholism, you know, deaths like liver, cirrhosis, liver cirrhosis. God, that's a hard word for me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, maybe I've been drinking, but, <laughs> but um, opioid overdoses and suicides have been on the rise for the last 20, 30 years. And well, that's, that is specifically linked to Reagan with the shutting down of mental health facilities, isn't it? Yeah. In the 80s? Yeah. yeah. You know. And to be fair, I do want to say it's not Reagan's fault. It's the people that were puppeting a uh, deranged, uh, you know, brain-softened individual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he literally had uh, dementia and uh, Alzheimer's. I, I forget yep. what book it was that, that goes in depth into that. But um, it, yep. it, it's, Mommy had to tell him what to do. Um, yeah. it's, it's problematic. It's problematic because people don't know these things. Yep. Um, but if I could diagnose anything about COVID is that, you know, we saw that one, people can work from home if they want. However, there's there's a unintentional consequence of that because we're we're living through the fourth industrial revolution right now. You know, um, in 20 years, I asked my dad this, who's been a truck driver his whole life. Are do you think that your job will be around in 20 years? And he laughed. And he said, no, it won't be around in 10 you know and, wow. and and i it's it's crazy how fast things are changing you know um you know our computers are actually our smartphones have as much computing power as you know the the challenger spaceship um mm -hmm. it's it's really fun to go to space museums yeah. and be like hold your phone up and be like haha and uh we're living in a time of bitcoin and nfts and electric vehicles. And if you told me when I was a kid watching Dragon Ball Z after class um, that I would be living in this Jetson-like future, I wouldn't have believed you because I didn't realize how how different things were going to be. And oh, fast! Yeah. I'm still waiting for my hoverboard, though. Yeah, Sorry. You know those kids, those kids going on uh, those uh, little electric wheelies. And okay, those things freak me out, and I do not have the balance for those. And if you know anything i literally fell in my house on roller skates and was in a sling for yes it was winter okay and i wanted to roller skate and uh so yeah those things freak me out <laughs> and, and and so you know with all that you know micro rant of mine and whatnot mm -hmm. that we now uh, americans now see that things are possible you know the overton window has shifted that hey you know what i learned in college which at the time was unconditional basic income now you know universal um is the most popular policy legislation in modern american history you know people actually seeing that the government can do something for them and change their lives and and you know now going back to the question if y'all could transplant yourselves to october of uh, 2020 what were the top five issues on the ballot for you in order of importance from one to five number one being the most important number five being the least important i have i have been so thoroughly fried since then will <laughs> i know i'm like what happened like, I, like what were my top five to... yesterday yeah. <laughs> um you know uh honestly 
again, this goes to where I was. It was all small town stuff. It yeah. was walking into, uh, there's 750 people in my town and every little change makes it a big ripple. And being new to that, my wife and I, we really focused on our, our, our immediate local issues. I, I can't say outside of the, the election and the, 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 you know, the, the whitewashing of sexual harassment and abuse of women by people in power. Um, I couldn't think of anything else other than becoming part of my, you know, involved in my local government. So, um, definitely not the answer you were looking for. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Um, I'd say, my biggest thing was closing the wage gap um, is, is really, that's one of the biggest things. Um, as a person who is in a union, I get paid equally to the men. And, but I've had experiences where I have not been paid equally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really shitty. Like yeah. you're like, I did like three times the work than that dude. Like what? Um, so that was one of the biggest things. Um, I think that I'm, I was on the, like, let's give people reduced college rates. Let's give people free college. Like I'm, I was on that train. I was on the, um, but I don't think that's going to happen. Climate change was a huge thing for me. Climate change. What did your, what did your poll show where were people's yeah yeah so uh it, it was number in the top three covid was was always in the top three it was typically you know one or two and whatnot um on number three three and down you start to be get a little bit more partisan uh so number uh, the top two was always covid um number two was typically the economy and how do we you know yeah. get get the economy back um but it, number three and down, I think, became more personal issues. You know, the politics became more local at that point. And so there are answers like anything from um, fuel prices. Uh, you know, how do we get fuel prices down? How, um, number, number four was, you know, in rural America, you know, I, I think I, I paint myself as a left-wing populist more than anything. And I think, you know, William Jennings Bryan you know, great presidential candidate in 1896. I don't think he should have lost to William McKinley. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to hold that against uh, them. You know, I'm still salty 100, <laughs> 100 <laughs> years later, right? And, uh, oh, and, uh, I'm writing a Thomas Jefferson episode right now, and oh, I'm just wonderful. incensed daily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful, you know. And um, I, I, think, I think something that, um, that I learned more importantly is that people wanted to talk about what is affecting them you know that they they felt like they didn't have a voice that nobody wanted to listen to them whether it was their city councilman whether it was their mayor whether it was you know their their congressman their state congressman and even up into the federal level where they felt more most disattachment from anything is these would go on for a long time we're talking you know 45 minutes to in in a, one case like an hour and a half and like i'm like hey hey buddy like i <laughs> i got i gotta go i gotta you know? go and um and i i i honestly do feel that you know the the social cohesion of of americans i mean that that's you know coming apart because people aren't having these conversations anymore that we we're you know trapped in our bubbles to where you know they they are quote unquote safe spaces to where we don't put our ideas on the marketplace of ideas that we we find like-minded people 
that essentially like are gonna always agree with with each other and whether that's a good or a bad thing i don't know but i think if, if we continue to not having serious conversations about you know the world we live in and the country we live in things are going to get worse things are going to get much worse oh yeah we're, we're, we're on the trend for sure of things being worse before they're oh, better. Yeah. Um, we're already going down that hill. I hope to be part of the world where it's better. Um, <laughs> uh, we all do. And, if, if there's a world left, I'm just going to put that out there. The one that surprised me the most was in rural West Texas, where I did most of this polling, was climate change was actually up in the top five. More times than not. <laughs> well, it's so obvious at this point. <laughs> like it's. I mean, honestly, you guys just literally—you had a winter in Texas. You guys had a huge winter storm, and I'm 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 in rural Vermont, going. So climate change. <laughs> no, you're like, right. yeah, that that's a thing, guys. Uh, yeah. That's why that's happening. And, and, yeah, yeah, it affects everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I got invited to a panel to talk on climate change, and my my outlook on climate change is pretty bleak. Um, it's it, it if we were to stop, you know, carbon, you know, polluting today, like literally zero emissions today, we would still see a three degree to a four degree raise in global temperatures. That's absolutely catastrophic. Mm-hmm. It was funny because the guy who went before me talking. Uh, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we plastic straws and, you know, no, no uh, plastic bags. And, you know, we're going to get rid of single use plastics. I think that's a red herring uh, because the, yeah. the onus shouldn't be put on the people. Ninety percent of CO2 emissions come from Fortune 500 companies and whatnot. And um, of those uh, to, to, to try to place that on the fault of people, I think is absolutely absurd. It's, yeah, it's, what Nestle is doing to the water table in the West is is insane. Um, it's we're a fun fact: we're going to run out of water before we run out of oil. No way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is new to me. Yeah, we're so, it, it. It's just we're running out of water. I'm like, a little this, alarmed. This so is... I spent I spent ten <laughs> years in, I spent ten years in California. Uh, and right before that, I, I lived in Oregon. Now there was a uh, uh, there was something on the on the ballot about allowing water to go down to California, and I was like, "Fuck that!" And I voted against it. And then I was down in California later, and there's no water. No water. There's like, no water. That so if you look at that river that feeds like California, Colorado, Arizona, and it also used to feed Mexico, it's dried up. Mexico is not getting water anymore. Right. Um, yeah, it's, and it's, there's there's been a a water war, I will call it, where I think it was Arizona and another state, maybe Nevada, that they like went to the border of the river with tanks and literally just stared at each other because they wanted rights over that water. That is the Bush family bad. owns water rights in South America. Yeah. What the hell? That's. <laughs> God so, <damn> it, Bush. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, you can own some water. Yeah. Um, but look at my paintings. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. If you don't stand for nothing, you don't stand for anything. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh God. I miss, I miss that guy now, though. That's the sad thing. I, <laughs> I, will, take, I will take. I would take him any day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so um, they're, we're going to run out of like fresh water. Uh, there 
are places like Dubai that have started a salt water facility where they take salt water and they desalinization uh, plants osmosis or whatever yeah desalinization plants yeah and and they're they're starting to crop up but it's a it's a serious issue they also have their own environmental impact they're not yeah oh god no they're not great (laughs) oh no but we're gonna run out of water (laughs) like this is it is a extremely nihilistic. I have a nihilistic, fatalistic viewpoint on climate oh, yeah. change, and it, it and I don't mean to be apathetic about it. I think that we should be good stewards or of our environment. We should do everything in our power to reverse the damage that we've done. And in this panel that I did, you know, they're asking these questions like, "Hey, what can we do? You know, to let people know." Well, the first Earth Day was in 1976. <laughs> um, what have we not been doing to make sure that people are aware? And I, and I, I honestly think that we have to address the system itself, the system of capitalism. There, the green capitalism is an oxymoron. You know, this infinite growth, uh, you know, system that we have just doesn't make sense. Uh, eventually, we will, uh, you know, we're all going to work for Amazon one day. It looks like, huh. and um, and so. What are we going to do when, hey, we run out of water? What are we going to do when we have climate refugees coming from Mexico, from Texas, and moving up north? You know, yeah. when the entire coastline of the East Coast is going to go all the way into Georgia. This isn't hyperbolic speech. This is, you know, by 2100. Uh, yeah. And it, it is it is a very bleak outlook. And I, I honestly, why do y'all think people don't care? Like, it, it, I've noticed more and more that they're like, hey, yeah, it's getting hotter. And yeah, usually it I lost power for four days. Yeah. So no big deal. It usually doesn't directly affect them enough for them to care. Is yeah. what I've noticed. Um, lack of empathy. Lack of empathy. Yeah, exactly. They're very self-absorbed. It, as, as a human race, we're very self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. It You think of yourself before you think of anybody else. And that's part of the problem. Is just, they don't care doesn't affect them they can it just doesn't dawn on them yeah. but it it and, and we were kind of talking about this before you jumped on the call lily but will was unaware if you walk into a home depot or lowe's right now there's no drywall there's no electrical conduit there's no uh we're running out of supplies because they've been diverted you know we're at the end of the supply chain out here but and things are along the supply chain are being diverted to texas and to california to help them recover from their particular Mm. disasters and so it, it people aren't realizing that it does affect them that the price of a very basic piece of plywood that should normally be you know in october two by four is like five it's like six dollars almost it's like 6.97 or something like that it's ridiculous yeah a piece of call it osb oriented strand board which goes underneath roofing Mm -hmm. uh would be eight dollars back in october is 45 dollars right now out in vermont and new hampshire um that same board in Southern California is around $50 right now. And this is environmental impact. This is, this is what's happening. And if people don't see it. They just complain about it and pay the money, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they'll just be like, why is this so expensive? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, Would you like to open up a Lowe's credit card? Would you like to like <laughs> sign up for a credit card? Like, No, this, 
God, credit cards. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I like turning her red. <laughs> I know. I'm like, um, it seems that the, the state of things are going to get you more and more red. And whatnot, yes. So. Actually, I just, um, I was talking to my mom about the education system and we were on the way driving to get her vaccinated mm-hmm. or we were on the way back. I don't know what it was, but she like, she was like, um, we should change the subject. Cause oh, I was no. like, I think I was going really fast too. Cause I was just like anger pressing on the gas. Uh, don't Paul Walker, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, actually her car has that like lane alert oh, where it's like beep, beep, beep. You're actually, it doesn't beep, it vibrates your uh, steering wheel, which is the weirdest thing in the world. I would freak out. That bothers the hell out of me. I feel like my truck has like roll up windows. Like, (laughs) that would freak me out. I love it. You know, I I, I mean, how do y'all think we turn this around? How do we turn our education system around, our economic system around? Like, because if we don't, as we all know, things are just going to get worse. Things are, we're going to get another Donald Trump. We're going to get. I think Germany is a great example. Okay. Why? Because they tell the truth. Okay. You know, they, they, they teach the Holocaust. They, they admit it. Oh, a puppy. Hi, (laughs) We're all dog people. Did y'all see him? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, just yeah. his little eyes. Yeah, that's Chance. Uh, that's my son, and uh, he wanted to join the climate change talk. So, yeah. <laughs> hello, welcome. This affects you too. But it's 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 small change. It's it's um, it's actually admitting what we did and trying to be better. And yeah, I think we need to educate kids on not just what America has done great, what we have conquered, what we have. But like, hello, we also put people in cages. Like, hello, we are also people in cages. Oh, we still put people in cages. (laughs) Um, and it's also it's not whitewashing it. Yeah, not not whitewashing it. I I agree. Cannot stress that enough. Well, why Um, why do you think we whitewash things? Does it just make it more palatable, or mostly? Yeah, mostly because it's it's a it's a dirty part of our history, uh, and it, it most of the stuff is because we slaughtered people and killed people, and they're like, no, we didn't do that. We, we gave them blankets. We look, look, they they had houses, and and we didn't do that. We gave them like their own little land and education, and. No, <laughs> we destroyed all of their land. And it, it just, uh, it's really bringing that into the light that we really need to do is bringing all the horrific stuff <laughs> and not lying to ourselves. About. The hard truths. Yeah. I, I, I've, because when we, we have these conversations, when we talk about, you know, the, the U.S. education system continuing to fail millions and millions of more americans every year you know leaving them behind um or you know wealth inequality you know i I believe it's um what is it so boomers control a majority of uh the the wealthy in the united states i believe they have 59.6 trillion dollars of the wealth uh they they hold 10 times as much more wealth than millennials and whereas millennials only control 4.6 percent and then uh, they control two times more than Gen X. And like pointing these stats out, it's not just, you know, like, hey, 
it is it is you know diagnosing a problem like whether it's wealth inequality the the gender pay gap or our education system it's like something overrides you know uh, uh partisans brains that they they it was that the amygdala response where they just get angry you know and 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 yeah it, you'll it, occasionally hear us reference a guy that i work with as just the yes, red hat and that's the, his the red hat. reaction red hat. to everything yeah. is it, <laughs> yeah he's very upset about um who got what cartoon got canceled recently pepe uh, Le Pew or something oh that's right well he was upset about mr potato or maybe potato. Mr. oh yes potato uh, I mean, it, and all it is is anger, and it's yeah. the it's it's really interesting. And as, as I've watched it's, him over months and months and months and months and months and months, it's not of this, a discussion. It's he's afraid, more <laughs> yelling at you. Mm-hmm. It's like you're wrong, and you're like, but why am I wrong? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> like I would like to have a discussion with you about this. Like I'd like to have a conversation. They're, they're not open to it. Yeah. Uh, actually, this this is relevant. It doesn't. It's not going to feel like it's relevant at first, but do either of you know who Topsy the Elephant Elephant is? Yes, you do because <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't. You prob- We I left don't. this out of our Tesla episode. We did. Okay, um, tell me about Topsy the Elephant. Totsi the elephant was an elephant. It was um, a problematic elephant. It actually hurt like four people and, and shouldn't have been in this <laughs> zoo. Uh, it was like 1904, I think. But uh, Edison, to hold on to his uh, money stream of patents uh, with DC current, would take animals and put them on an electric pad uh, running AC current. Uh, Topsy specifically had copper strapped boots strapped oh to her feet um, and had something like 6,600 volts of alternating current run through her body. But to make sure that she died, they fed her cyanide-laced carrots before this was done in front of a couple thousand people and filmed. And he would do this all over the country. Now, and he's the one that's in our history books, not Nikola Tesla, uh, you know, a prominent immigrant who was a genius and surpassed nearly everybody in his field at the time. But he was an immigrant and poor. Wow, way to yep. ruin my day. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so you see why I left it um, on my episode. If, yeah. if, you want, if you want a really light and fluffy version of that, there's a Bob's Burgers episode on it. Bob's oh. Burgers <laughs> okay. covers it. So it's very cute. They do a singing version. Um, but the guy that the guy that murdered animals in front of crowds is the guy that's in our history books, not the immigrant. And if we if we can't have a discussion about why that is and what we're going to do to change it, you know, there, then I don't see a, a point. Burn it down. Yeah. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree. I think the, the the levels of nihilism and apathy in the United States has just risen. That you know, do y'all know who the largest vo- voting block in the United States is? No, go for it. Non-voters. Oh. That makes sense. You know, I was, yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking. I was yeah. like, people so, who don't vote. Yeah, people are con- continuing to choose not to participate in, you know, their democratic society and whatnot. And how do we change that? How do we change the minds of people to not just, you know, to, to go out and go vote? 
Um, but to, to actually get involved in, you know, politics and the way that their, their lives are run. And it, I've, I've, I've ran into quite a few hurdles in encouraging people into, to, you know, Hey, like, this is why you should care. You know, um, how old are you? Will? if you don't mind me yeah, asking, you got to guess <laughs> mid thirties. Yeah. Really? Uh, no, I'm going to say like 28. Oh my gosh. You're so close. Okay, just all right. So I'm in my forties. Lily's in her twenties. You're in your thirties, twenties, no, late twenties, late twenties. Okay, yeah, late 20s. so Close. right around when I was in, you know, in the education system, still they transitioned from uh, school in school from civics to social studies. Mm. Now, if you just break the, you know, those words down, there's your your sort of uh, your slippery slope of not being a practicing civilian Mm -hmm. and or and then just studying society social studies um and history was done (laughs) you know that's when it started to disappear no no i agree i think that that uh something insidious has happened we've co-opted uh the civilian and replaced it with the consumer Yes, um, and it's it's uh, a really good book uh, goes into this. It's uh, Thomas Frank's "What's the Matter with Kansas," you know, and it talks about um, the culture war um, and the the backlash after you know uh, Nixon and af- after Clinton and after Bush and essentially how essentially we're we're talking more about you know people want to scream about Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head, um, you know, but they don't want to address what is actually affecting the economic material well-being of people you know and i I think this goes into you know corporate citizens essentially co-opting you know uh, social justice movements and whatnot because it's good for their bottom dollar to co-opt those movements because if they are you know good corporate citizens and you know they're they're like hey we're with y'all well, how about y'all just pay us more? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pepsi doesn't need a Black Lives Matter campaign. Yeah. They need to take care of their employees, and <laughs> that's it. Thank you. Exactly. Amazon needs to let their employees unionize. So, uh, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Oh, she's going to turn red now. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I do not order things from Amazon anymore. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need my money. No. He has, like, one uh it's 196 billion dollars that's insane he could literally give like a billion dollars to each person in the world and still be a billionaire yeah like he you can't even picture that like my mind just cannot fathom that amount of money like what are you doing with it like what are you doing no no there's no reason for you to have all that money so like, uh, and he that's pays for his, his employees shit. Oh, that's right. They do not like. I I was watching like a documentary or something, and they were talking about how when you get an Amazon order or you put your Amazon two day shipping in, there's a person behind that trying like running around like a crazy person trying to get your order re- ready, not able to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Y'all need to do an episode on Amazon. It's a, it, it, I honestly do believe that Amazon is a 
hegemony force, a hegemonic force in the United States that's building an infrastructure to essentially rival the power of the United States. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the the typically antitrust policy in the United States was, you know, any concentration of power, you know, the United States was going to break them up. Well, it changed under the Reagan administration. <laughs> to, um, to Reagan. To fucking Reagan. <laughs> Uh, it changed from, you know, concentrations of power to, hey, well, if it's good for the consumer, it's not a monopoly, you know. And and I, I honestly think that um, it is it is depressing. It is legitimately depressing. I have friends and family I've worked in these Amazon Amazon fulfillment centers and they're like, hey, we get a good wage. But like you're saying behind that wage, you know, the the increasing um, uh, w- what is it they, they've got to make their their productivity Quota, yeah, yeah. I, I, and um they, they be because if you do good one day well hey you not only got to meet that the next but you got to you got to do better yeah yeah and, and the carbon footprint of that particular industry is astounding mm-hmm. like just the vehicles and the and it's upsetting mm-hmm. <laughs> also Amazon truck drivers are the worst truck drivers in the world. Sorry, I gotta say it. They're always drifting into the other lane. And as a nervous driver, I'm like, get your packages in your lane. No, that that part is particularly insidious, the the truck driving part, because the the truck drivers, unless they're in the 18-wheelers, they have a CDL, but typically Amazon Mm -hmm. uh, shipments are in those little sprinter vans to where they don't have a CDL, and they're contractors. So Amazon doesn't have to disclose how many accidents they have per year, whereas... Or how much uh, time the... The person drives. So if it, yeah. if you're a truck driver with a CDL, you have to mm-hmm. be asleep for a certain amount of time. With those sprinter vans, it's not that way. That's insane. That's yeah. uh, I just I, I you <laughs> Lucas. Know, it, it, I know. <laughs> I just looked at your face. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? You know, uh, my dad's yeah. been a truck driver his whole life, and um, it, it's you know the the amount of. You know, he's got to get a DOT fiscal every year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's got to, if he doesn't meet those requirements, bam, he's gone and whatnot, you know. And it's, 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 I I don't know what is the solution to to all the problems we face, whether it's, you know, the monopoly power that workers do not have. Like, that's something about COVID as well that, that really showed that workers do not have any power within their workplace unless they have union backing and i think union unionization rates in the united states i might be wrong on the statistic but i think it's low as low as 13 percent whereas you know in the 1960s and 70s right. it was you know high as you know 70 percent and whatnot and so i you know we've got to bring unions back we we need to to for workers to have a voice in their workplaces and one, we need to we need to as a country pick one thing and fix it mm-hmm. and then pick another thing and not scatter shot it like we're we're flipping through the channels um it, whether it's wage gap whether it's unionization whether it's you know um any, any of the number of things that we've depressed your audience with today yeah <laughs> <And> so- <it's, laughs> we have to pick one as a people work together and g- g- just get it done yeah. my my question i i 
I see that. Uh, but how do you pick that one thing? Like who who gets to pick that one thing? Is it like a, a democratic, like we all vote, we're going to pick this one shitty thing that we need to fix? Mm. Like how how do you know which situation is the worst? To, well, let's ask Jeff to Bezos which he wants us to fix. And... Yeah, right. Okay, he's our overlord and master. Let's and ask him. And then we him. do the opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct. Literally. literally you know. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I was talking to the guest last night and we're, we're talking about censorship in the United States and whatnot. And like, I'm a first amendment believer. I think good in the ideas, the marketplace of ideas, good ideas prevail, good policies prevail. Um, however, people that are, you know, QAnon supporters that just want to, you know, go on about a certain ethnicity running everything or that the election was rigged, um, or anything like that, I, I think when, when shown empirical evidence, they still don't change their minds, you know, and, and the, the radicalization um, of our fellow Americans has become increasingly concerning. Do y'all know, uh, let, let me ask y'all this, do y'all know what the number one indicator is or was that you were going to vote for Donald Trump? Income? Well, so yes, technically, but what is the primary indicator of income in the United States? Okay. I feel like I'm in a Lily episode. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I know what it feels like. Oh, like, oh, it, it, so sorry. The, the primary indicator of how much money you're going to make is if you hold a four-year bachelor's in the United States, not a two-year associate's degree, a four-year bachelor's degree. That is the primary indicator of how much money you're going to earn. And those who held, and not that people who have a four-year bachelor's degree didn't vote for Donald Trump, but an astounding amount of people who have a four-year bachelor's degree did not vote for Donald Trump. And so, and, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting because there's this divorce from reality that what is ever, what is happening to people that um, that don't have a four-year bachelor's degree is, is extremely concerning because when we talk about deaths of despair, people without a four-year bachelor's degree and only a high school diploma are totally, it is two different Americas. It is two different Americas of those who hold a four-year bachelor's degree, their rates of suicide are, are nearly negative 50%, whereas the rates of suicide for people who only have a high school degree or high school diploma uh, is disturbing. Uh, in 2010, suicides in Kentucky were uh, ten, uh, for every thousand thirty. It was 37 to 1,000. In 2014, it was 137 per 1,000. Wow! You know, and um, it, that's that's like what is happening to rural America to these people who don't have access to to you know quality education, don't have access to health care that you know don't have a you know but they continue to vote against their own interests it it's mind-blowing you're like what why why are you doing that don't you want these things don't you want access to health care and don't you want an education mm -hmm. but they i don't i don't know how they think i just can't get in their brain mm -hmm. and i don't want to yeah. <laughs> and that's why i'm just like i i I don't have a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I've got less than a two-year degree. I'm, I, I, majored, I, I took culinary arts. <laughs> I, I have a two-and-a-half-year degree mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't, in archaeology. Wow. So, like, 
nothing to do with <laughs> what I do now as a person in the theater, but I am a part of a union and I used to work at a job that was so anti-union and it hurt mm-hmm. because I'm like, <laughs> why are you doing this to your employees? Like it's, I, it, <laughs> they're training videos. There's yeah, a large they're training portion videos. of, it's huge, of, like no union. If a union worker walks up to you with a card and I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> already part of the union so, so sorry can't can i double unionize because i would you know like and being a part of a union i actually feel like i have a voice in my work environment and i can be like hey this person was saying some weird stuff to me i don't like it whenever i get on a zoom call and he says hey, you look a little weird today. And I'm like, thank you, lose 300 pounds. Um, what was the, so, no, like, so what about the guy actually, with the kilt? Oh, yes. There was a guy who used to wear a kilt to some of our gigs, and he wore it the traditional way. And uh, <laughs> they had to make a policy that no man or woman could wear a skirt to said facility <laughs> he was climbing ladders he right? was climbing ladders and, and we do a lot of stuff up in the air and lots of hanging out i imagine yeah yeah wow. he wears pants now he wears pants it was a utility kilt look them up they're really cool they're really they're very expensive, expensive. But like um yeah so i'm like equality yeah no one can wear a skirt um but i also and, and listen to and and that's one of the things that is really important in a in a job environment is that you're listened to and that your your concerns are met and I feel like if I were back in the old job that I was at and I went up to someone and I was like hey this dude's looking at me weird they'd be like he's harmless that, that's extremely problematic I mean yeah. it, it's it it's almost like it's almost like a domino effect of waving things off and kicking the can down the road in every yeah. aspect of our lives. So, oh, hey, it's not, not a big deal. He's just looking at you weird or whatnot. Yeah, until yeah, you like, give up because it, it's it's pointless and, to, to And then you find out that this person has had other interactions with other women that have been negative, And you're like, how is this person still here? Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that it, it – you know, I ran into this with uh, – I went to a doctor's appointment with my mom. And anything that she would say, it's not like the doctor. Yes, he was listening. But was he, though? Because he would then ask me the question, you know, and talk to me about, you know, my my mother is, you know, 62 um, and, uh, you know, she's debilitating health. I mean, as you get older, you know, your mortality rate increases every year and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, we die a little every day. Yeah. Um, It's just, no. it's just fact. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Lucas. Leave the dark shit to me. Um, <laughs> um, so actually, I had a um, a similar thing happen with my roommate. She was buying her house that she lives in, mm-hmm. and they would ask about her boyfriend. They'd be like, "Oh, is is he going to be here? Uh, should we should we get his contact information?" Yeah. She's like, "No, I'm buying the house." Like. Uh, why why do you need him i don't need him i'm an independent woman like and and that's the thing we because we have made it such a patriarchal society we 
depend on the man, the man of the house. The man takes care of us. Um, so when I'm assuming that doctor was older. Um, yeah. 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 He and he was. A we're also assuming it was a man, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a man. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he. In his mind, he goes, okay, this guy is the man of the house. I'm going to talk to him. So one really interesting society is the Jehovah's Witness Society, and they are an all-male dominant society. Mm. The man does everything for the women. Like, they they don't do anything. They, The man controls the bank account. The, and this is how Amer- the basis of America, that the man controls everything. Yeah, when well, the man married... everything at Jonestown, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but still, you, you saw them drink the Kool-Aid. They drank uh, it was the Kool-Aid. Flavor, it was flavor like, Don't Don't disparage um, Kool-Aid. So, <laughs> but that's, that's the structure America has built, is that when a woman walks into a place with a man and looks at particularly a boomer man, he is going to direct his attention to the other male. Mm-hmm. Because that is how they were raised. They were raised to talk to the man first. And we keep this going with societies like the Jehovah's Witnesses, like the, um, I think it's the Jewish community also. Uh, well, the Jewish community is actually quite... Um, the Hasidic Jews, sorry. The, oh, yeah, the Hasidic Jews is a lot more quote-unquote um, traditional. And... and uh, the Amish and and we keep these rooted and deep and, and they women have voices. Yeah. <laughs> I am I'm a loud voice. But um <laughs> that's how it goes so and This is a big part why I love doing this show with Lily. Or that we do, <laughs> is yeah. that oh and the sun's moving so you're barely gonna be able to see me yeah, now. But um you know, I'm 20 years older than her, and you know, I agree with everything. And my wife is is also an aggressive feminist. Uh, you know, she's a Berkeley kid. She grew oh, up yeah. in Berkeley, California. She was at the Reagan protests as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as an infant in Berkeley, <laughs> and uh, it's very much part of her. And 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 Lily embodies a lot of that same spirit. And um, I don't know, just getting to getting to talk to somebody. Guys, I kind of lost my thread here, but (laughs) this is a big part of why I really like this. If you watch Lily on a regular basis, she is a runaway train of of uh, of power (laughs) uh, that that really wants to fuck the whole system up, which I love. (laughs) Pretty much, I am like. I think I just got put on a list too. Sitting next to my (laughs) the patriarchy button right now. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And also, my healthcare is a human right button. I got a lot of buttons over here. I got to figure out this situation. I should have um, brought my out the door in 84 Reagan pin. Uh, yeah, you should. Brought the, uh, the Bernie Sanders again, you know, and uh, yeah. whatnot. So. It's a pin-based show. Yeah, exactly. Let's say, hey, why don't we do that? We'll just start a pin-based podcast. where We, we just yeah. talk about pins? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got all of them, like, right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're good to go let's start it i think i've got a box of like comic book ones over there somewhere. i have i have a whole jacket in here that's just covered in pins um 
but yeah, I we I got off on a tangent of, no, of no, no. anger towards. I think the, I, I think the sum up here is the country's broken. <laughs> we don't yes. know what to do, but we're happy to talk about it being broken for a very long yeah. time. Yeah, I I can go on for a while, and it's <laughs> you know, the, a little dangerous. The last the last topic that, that I'll cover with y'all. So there's a Gallup poll that's done every every uh, five five years. Um, and it's uh, trust in the United States. And the one that just came out this last January is that Americans distrust the other party than anything else. Then the distrust in government has continued to decline over since I believe the, the poll started in 2000. For the last 21 years continuously goes down. And, you know, it is, is extremely problematic when you can't even talk to your neighbor. You can't even trust your government to actually do anything. And the private market moves in and, and essentially is a body snatcher. And, um, you know, like if if we could start building trust, how do you all think we could do it? Why? And, and not only that, why should we do it? Why should we be able to trust our government? I mean, <laughs> Well, kind so, of cut and dry. Yeah. I mean, we should be able to. But I, I, and again, I. So the how is goes right back to educating young men, educating young women on the truth of uh, what's around us. I think really just, I think we've lost the fact that we we can be heard. Um, so I feel like people vote and their voice is not heard. And I think that's part of why people feel so discouraged. And that's why a huge majority of the voting is non-voters. Because they're like, my vote doesn't actually count. My vote, my voice will never be heard. And I think what we've done is we've educated them that it, will, it won't be heard. Mitch like, McConnell makes $193,600 a year. That's his base salary. Mm-hmm. not fees that he gets from speaking not anything else and mish mcconnell does nothing yeah <laughs> exactly and and so but tell us we, we need to work harder we, we look we look at a government and we're like okay so we i work my ass off like eight days a week it feels like um and, um there's what am i doing that for I got a notice from the IRS saying that I owed taxes in 2007. I'm I'm 24 years old. You, do the math on that. Yeah. The hell? Exactly. <laughs> this is how broken our system is. Like, I I just I could go on a rant about the IRS for quite a while, <laughs> but yeah. um, it it just feels like your voice will, won't be heard. And, and that's partly because we've educated our kids not to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And I think something that I'm really happy to see is that the Gen Zers are bringing, and the younger millennials are bringing a voice back. Um, we're like, hey, this, is a, this ain't right. Like, we should love everybody. <laughs> Why are we hating? Like and It terrifies people. And it terrifies people, and that's good. We want them to be afraid. Like, <laughs> this is how we feel. We feel with your guns is how you feel with our love. You know, like, <laughs> we're, like, loving them to death. We're like, just let us love you. Um, 
like corporal cuddling um with you you do with your naughty cats um (laughs) sorry it's an old video i don't know if anyone it's a very hard reference okay um yeah i I just got on a like old youtube just popped into my head oh i'll send it to you lucas yes you will there's a lot of truth to what you said though uh in 2017 there was a study done by uh, i believe at the university of princeton y'all can look this one up um that found that the united states is not a constitutional republic it is an oligarchy for all intents and purposes (laughs) and for every piece of legislation that the people want for example um i believe it's uh 67 percent of americans want to raise in the minimum wage yet i mean that can't even get a floor vote right Um, you know same thing with marijuana legislation you have majority of americans want to legalize or decriminalize marijuana well not on the floor yeah (laughs) where is marijuana at in texas especially with with uh, what's going on in mexico and then legalizing it oh man it's uh it's so depending on what is it is it is it keeping that private prison industry going good man it's keeping it rolling buddy oh good that's (laughs) what i want to hear and uh depending on what municipality you live in they will uh, cite and release, um, but that's like two counties out of, you know, the 190 counties in Texas. Yeah. And it's absurd. You know, I mean, the people, I think the people have a general wisdom that we don't give them credit for. And it's extremely pro- problematic when things that we actually want just aren't even you know considered for a vote and it's you know it's it's funny i don't in in vermont you can have six plants six mature plants i don't even smoke weed anymore because it's all just too strong for me now that (laughs) i'm I'm an older gentleman and uh but i have six plants oh wow (laughs) because i can't it's legal yeah it's legal um same with hawaii uh my friend like i went over to their house and they would just be processing it on the table and i'd be like okay i'm just gonna go into the library um <laughs> so it's amazing it's just voices aren't being heard right? and that's what it comes down that's what the statistics say this, what'd you say was this voices aren't being heard sorry hey lucas this uh was a a bleak and depressing uh episode I am so sorry. (laughs) Sorry, we're cheery people. I'm honestly a very, very light and fluffy person. Really, I like how in the email our our correspondents are like, "Hey, are are we a good match for you?" Because uh... (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, and you can see the the how how the whole email thread changes too when i turn it over to lily she's she does all the heavy lifting and i just do the 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 friendly stuff yeah. i'm like hi when are you available exactly. Exactly. <laughs> i feel like i get out my spreadsheet and i'm like okay and this person gets to go here and yeah God, oh right. yeah, yeah it sounds like i've got a lot on your plate and everything let's uh let's end it on a positive note uh, yes i like positive. anything is there anything positive that we could say about the current state of affairs and our education system or economic system or in general uh current state of affairs just in the world um something close to my heart is that we're actually seeing um home gardening increase in 
in massive, massive, massive numbers uh, because of the vex uh, because of COVID virus. Um, you know, more people are growing at home. More people picked it up as a hobby, and the the ripple effect of positives from that. You know, not only having your hands in the in the soil and, and reconnecting, but just doing it with your family and offsetting carbon emissions and things like that is one of the exactly. most positive things I have I have seen. Uh, in recent decades <laughs> so uh, it's something that's close to my heart is is you should grow your own food and i believe everybody should yeah. um I started not just because not just because i'm like a doomsday prepper or a hippie <laughs> but because i'm a little bit of both hey, same same <laughs> I, I started a home garden and whatnot so uh i kill plants someone <laughs> help me did i just me. give you some seeds Oh, those were for my friend who actually oh. has a good garden, and okay. like she's like out in the garden right now. She's like digging. I think she's planting carrots today. But um, it's a little early. That's what I said. I was like, it's it's really cold too. Um, yeah. So I anyway, I, sorry. I kill, yeah, yeah. I kill plants. I, <laughs> sorry. I good just, positive note. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's my positive note. I can keep house plants alive. We're really good with the house plants, you know, the ones that just don't need a lot of sun or water or love. Yeah, those, I'm great. Sure. I'm great with those. Um, I've had a cactus going for quite a while, like five years. I think yeah, that's pretty good. The desert can do that, Lily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got my Probably why it's doing good. <laughs> I got my girlfriend a cactus and set of roses for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Great, oh, gift. Great gift. Great yeah. gift. That is an awesome <laughs> Valentine. I don't like flowers. Like, I'm like they die. Why yeah, I buy my I buy my wife day? seeds very often. Okay. So. Okay. Hey, that's yeah. actually really fun and whatnot. Lily, yeah. any any positive note? Uh, <laughs> oh, silence. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> I guess I guess I have to. I do have to say that the vaccine being free is one of the best things mm. right now is it's free. Like my sister didn't know that. And I was like, she's like, I don't have health insurance. And I'm like, you don't need health insurance. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's an amazing thing is that she can just like go and, and get it. And she doesn't need health insurance. Nobody needs health insurance. You just have to qualify. Um, which I think is it's still good. Yeah. Like, that, is, that is very positive. I think that is a very positive note government about something for us. a little tiny part of healthcare. Uh, I'm not going to go into the negative aspects of that. Yeah, I, oh, there's yeah, so many. No, there no, are oh, so many. Well, no, oh, so, I was trying not to. I was like... Of the vaccine being free... I, I I can't like I'm not gonna end it on a positive or on a negative note because there's a lot to that. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a lot. I was trying. I was like, I can't. <laughs> but then, oh, that's exciting. I mean, people yes. are seeing that. Hey, like, wait, I no uh, cost at the point of sale. Like, really? Yeah. And, and yes. And yes. So I think I, uh, exactly. Well, y'all, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up and everything. I really appreciate y'all coming on. This is fun. We're this was fun this again. Yeah. You know, um, hey, so tell tell the people where can they find y'all? Oh, that's Lily's job. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I famously can't remember We're any of the things. At partial credit on pod on Instagram, uh, partial credit pod on Facebook, and credit pod on Twitter. What's our credit score this week? <laughs> uh, 
over five million. Awesome, <laughs> and we encourage emails. We we, we like we if if you know something just crazy that kind of fits in with um, you know a school subject or something like that. Uh, partial dot credit dot pod at gmail at yeah okay. <laughs> so but this was great i i really appreciate you having us on this is uh this was a lot of fun well I, thank I love, you i love talking to people that love to talk so it's oh. uh, <laughs> 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 it, it, it makes it makes uh for good time and whatnot so hey yes. i do want y'all to come back on in the future but it sounds like y'all got a pretty busy schedule the next uh, couple weeks and months right Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah, trying we're... to cram a lot in before planting season and before my uh, opera season starts. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> we're doing a lot. Well, hell, yep. well, hey, we'll just... find the time. Exactly. Yeah. We'll find the time. We'll, we'll... It rains. It rains. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it a positive episode next time. Yeah. Let's do oh. positive topics, you know, like cheery things. I can. Th yeah. We can just do a show on the Muppets. Oh. oh, actually, the socks I'm wearing, uh, my gym partners say that they look like Muppet socks because they're toe socks and they're okay. blue. They're like these bright oh, blue. Oh, you wear toe socks. I don't like I you love anymore. toe socks. Oh, gosh, dang. Well, you know, I, I, I haven't been to a gym. Like, I bought a home gym and whatnot. So I haven't been to a gym in like over a year at this point. I went to my first restaurant in a calendar year uh, two weeks ago. So Still haven't oh. done it. Still haven't done it. I mean, us Texans are fucking nuts, honestly. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that down in Texas. I, it's, mm. it's, it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely, uh, it, it really is. It's, 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 it's alarming. Yeah, it is. It is. It, that would be for next episode. Next yeah, episode. yeah, that's <laughs> positive. Yeah, Texas yeah. is weird. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we could do Texas history. There, there you we go. go. That could be the. Oh, I Texas would really history. enjoy doing a little research on Texas. Yeah, oh, you'll love it. The Alamo so, and very stuff. Rich. All I really know is the stars at night are big and bright, and in that's about it. Texas, <laughs> and that's thanks to Pee Wee Herman. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, man. Hey, really, course, thank buddy. you so much. I appreciate y'all coming on. Hey, thanks for coming on the Undead Podcast, y'all. I really appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. Or day. What the hell am I talking about? <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yeah, that was fun, man. Thank you.